Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class. Today's Bible class is for our podcast listeners, designed to get us into God's Word every single day for, oh, about 13 minutes or so. And in so doing, it keeps us focused on our relationship with God, on our souls, on eternity, and it also helps us to stay strong in our faith and even grow in our faith because, as we keep emphasizing, the scriptures tell us that faith comes by hearing the word of God. You know, we face a lot of difficulties through life every day, don't we? Challenges. Well, being in God's word every day, even for these few minutes, helps us to be able to have a better mindset and focus on being able to deal with those challenges every day. You know people in your life, don't you, who need to change their focus? They need hope, the hope that, the God's, that God's word gives them. Help them find that hope by sharing these short studies with them every day. You can do that easily through Facebook friends, text messages, maybe other technological means. But make that commitment and start sharing today with your family members, friends, work associates, neighbors, with everybody you can, literally. You may help somebody turn their life around and ultimately be in heaven with God for all of eternity. While that will be a great blessing for them, it will also be a great blessing for you. So make that commitment. Make up your mind. Start sharing these studies with everybody you can today. We're getting back into our study. We're coming toward the conclusion of it. Our line of thought, talking about the Bible. Is it reliable? What do you think about the Bible? Can you trust the Bible? Do you believe it is truly God's word? Well, you see, it is either an it is it is an either or proposition. Either the Bible truly is God's word, or it is not God's word. Now, that is coupled, connected with the reality that if we don't believe the Bible, then we don't believe in God, because God is revealed to us in detail in the Bible. God declares the Bible unashamedly and without compromise to be the very, his very word. His very word. 2 Timothy 3 and verse 16, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect or complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work the very word of God. So to reject God naturally is to reject the Bible as being God's word, but also to reject the Bible as being God's word is to reject God. Now, C.S. Lewis, and we've referred to this several times through this particular line of thought, he was a very famous writer. He was focused on spiritual writings and he observed that ancient man saw himself as he approached God as the one on trial and God as being the judge. But our day, in our day, modern man has turned that absolutely around, upside down, inside out. And modern man sees himself as the judge and God is the one being on trial. God is the one who has to give a defense to us now. Can we believe in you? Prove it to us. You see, that's a position of arrogance, of self-delusion. 
We think we're so intellectual now that we're too smart to believe in God. Now, I'm talking in a somewhat general on a somewhat general basis. I know that that's not the case with every human being, certainly not the case with everybody in our land today. Most people in our country would still say, oh, I believe in God. But there are more and more people who say, I don't believe in God. And more and more people are becoming more and more skeptical. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I believe in something. Maybe I believe parts of it. Well, and then we get into the Bible, because if I reject the Bible as being God's very word, then ultimately I'm rejecting God because God is the God of the Bible. And when we start rejecting parts of the Bible, we ultimately have to recognize, or we should recognize, I, I can't accept any of it, because how can we know what part is true and what part is false? Well, I've decided, you've decided, you're that smart, you're that all-knowing that you can determine what is really God's word and what is not God's word? You see, that's arrogance, self-delusion again. If we reject the Bible, we reject the God of the Bible because the Bible teaches us the details of God. If we reject parts of the Bible, Say, well, I I don't believe it. Okay, which parts? If you say, well, I don't believe in that part, how do you know what the part that you do believe in is true? We looked at that in some detail. And then last time, we looked at the reality that Jesus believed the Bible when he was here on this earth. Now, obviously, he believed the Bible. He's God the Son. He came from heaven to earth as the Savior. He fulfilled all of the Old Testament prophecies, incredible number of very detailed and specific prophecies of him as the Savior to come. He came hundreds and hundreds of years later and fulfilled those prophecies in exact detail. Of course he believes the Bible. He's God the Son. So if we reject the Bible, if we reject scriptures, then what does that say about believing in Jesus who believed in the Bible and repeatedly, repeatedly referred to scripture from the Old Testament in his ministry here on this earth and pointing to his identity as the true Savior, the Son of God. Now, Jesus acknowledged that Isaiah and Daniel wrote prophecies. Matthew 13 and verse 14. Isaiah 6, 9 through 10. John 12, verse 38, referring to Isaiah 53 and verse 1. Matthew 24, 15, referring to Daniel 9 and verse 27. We could go on. We talked about some of those previously. If Jesus was wrong on all of this, Could he possibly truly be our divine savior? Consider this deductively. Major premise. Jesus believed the Bible is trustworthy and without error. Minor premise. We're we're reasoning from logic here. Christians believe in and follow Jesus. The conclusion Christians must believe the Bible is trustworthy and error-free. 
in order to believe in Jesus who believed in the Bible as being God's very word. Now, if a person says only parts of scripture are inspired, then how can he trust any of the scriptures? Saying the Bible contains error means that one no longer knows what part is true and what is not true. Well, some would say, well, this is true. How do you know this is true? That's not true. How do you know it's not true? How do you come to that determination? Are you all-knowing? Charles Spurgeon said, I would recommend you either believe in God up to the hilt or else not to believe at all. Believe this book of God, every letter of it, or else reject it. There is no logical standing place between the two, between the two positions. Be satisfied with nothing less than a faith that swims in the deeps of divine revelation, a faith that paddles about the edge of the water is poor faith at best. You see, either swim in the deeps of divine revelation, real believing totally the Bible is God's very word. If you're just paddling around the edges of the water, that's weak faith at the very best. Now, opening the potential for errors allows the possibility that the Bible is wrong about salvation. Because if there were errors regarding history, and the archaeologists keep proving that every detail that the Bible, that the scriptures bring out from a historical perspective are true and accurate. But if there are errors regarding history, then how do we know the cross, a historical event, really happened? The Bible's authority and credibility is ruined by this approach, the approach that says uh, it's made some mistakes on details. Uh, no. There can be no confidence in any part of Scripture if we cannot have confidence in all of the Scriptures. God is not the author of confusion, but of peace. 1 Corinthians 14 and verse 33. And we should have the confidence to obey what we understand the Scriptures to teach and the trust to keep studying what we do not yet understand. Now, that's not double talk. Do you understand every point of mathematics? No. You understand some basics, but you don't know every point. You don't understand every point of it. But you understand the basics to be true enough that you, if you had the time and you took, put forth the effort to dig into the deeper matters of that whole discipline, you'd say, okay, yeah, 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 see, these, you know, these points that I understand actually support what I'm now learning. Or what about science, true science? Now, I'm not talking about pseudoscience, but true science. Do you understand every detail of science? I've studied mathematics. I've studied science. I don't know every detail of either discipline, but I understand that the basic truths of both mathematics and science as I would dig deeper, they hold to be true. And they do not in any way conflict with the teachings of Scripture. They do not in any way conflict with the teachings of Scripture. Now, people will 
they'll go beyond science and start making declarations that they cannot prove and cannot be proven. And what they're actually doing is creating their own faith system. A faith system that is devoid of the faith that the scriptures teach us. Again, where does faith come from? Faith comes from the word of God. Romans 10 and verse 17. Faith comes from hearing the word of God, studying it, coming to learn it, understand it, and seeing the truths that are communicated through those teachings. That's what faith is based upon. Some people call it blind faith, a blind leap in the dark, something that cannot be proven, absolutely false. Hebrews 11 and verse 1 tells us that faith is the substance of things hoped for, the substance of things believed, the evidence of things, ah, let me read it right, I'm getting it mixed up here, I apologize. Hebrews 11 and verse 1, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. True faith, biblical faith, is not a wild wish. It's not an unrealistic belief. It is based upon substance and evidence. The evidence is all around us. The substance is there for us to observe. And also the scriptures teach us, teach us give us more evidence and more substance upon which our faith is based. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Romans 10 and verse 17. We'll conclude our study next time. Let's pray now. Father, help us with our faith. Help us to see the reasonableness, the truth, the compelling evidence in believing in you and in your word, the Bible. Help people all over the world see this. Help them come to the only real hope that mankind has, that hope being in you as their creator and their father, as their God. We pray for this, Father. Please forgive us, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.